TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Martin sandwiched by two bulls. He turns it over. Number 16 and a lob for Levine and a two-handed slam. A Zach attack to the rack as DeMar DeRozan dropped his fifth dime on a lob to the rim for Levine. 110-106. That's the beautiful voice of Chuck Swirsky, as can be heard here on 670 The Score. Filling in now, too. I love, love hearing Chuck Swirsky do that. Best of the best. No, I always say that I learn something from every person I'm in a room with. Chuck Swirsky, after being in the room with him on several shows now, preparation. You think you're prepped. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a show today. I'm prepped. I felt the same way producing for him here. And then you see Chuck come in, and you're like, damn, I am not prepped. I thought I was prepped. I, I read some. All I did was read some things. Chuck's an OG, man. Chuck is prepped. And so, uh. He will be hanging out with Bruce Levine on Saturday here on The Score. Inside the clubhouse, going to be a nice little pairing. David Haw obviously taking the week off. So he'll be back Monday morning with Mully as well. So that'll be a good one. Uh, we get to talk to Elia Schuster in just a few minutes at 820. And we get to talk about some bulls and the direction of the team. Uh, but before we do that, dude, if I'd move Joe Colley one more time, it's just going to be... All right, fine, I'll play a clip from him, and then we'll go on to Wembenyama and why his security is backhanding Britney Spears. It almost seemed like a fake story. I did not think it was real. Wembenyama's security backhands Britney Spears, backhands her in the face, and then Britney files a complaint with, like, the police. Ba-ba-ba, <clears throat> Wembenyama is for real. It should be Wembenyama, ba-ba-ba, don't touch him. That's, that's what the clip should be. You got to edit that. Uh, we'll anyway, get it right. We'll get it right. We'll get it right. All right. Joe Cowley um, said something that was very interesting about the Chicago Bulls team, which looks like will bring back not only a Vooch and a Zach Levine, but also a DeMar DeRozan. I think they're going to let it ride. Um, DeMar is, when he talks about contract and he talks about his future, it's, it's, you know, a lot of guys say, oh, I'm not worried about that. My agent handles that, blah, blah, blah. Well, they're worried about it. This dude, though, is different. This cat is completely different. He is an adult, and he will sit down and have an adult conversation with, with our tourists, with Mark Eversley, whoever it is, when it's time to have that conversation. His mindset is, I signed. The contract runs through this season. 
So my mindset is, no matter what, I'm a bull and I play through this season. And I think that, listen, it's high praise for Joe Cowley. If there's two people that really appreciate the work of DeMar DeRozan, it's Joe Cowley. And, you know, there's a couple of others that are out there. But, I mean, listen, the the fact of the matter remains, how are you going to get this team to operate in the fourth quarter? What we have seen from this Bulls team is they have a slow start, they battle, battle, battle in the middle, and then the end is a coin flip. Or the other side of it, that they have a lead and they get lackadaisical, they lose the lead, and then they have to battle in the fourth quarter. So Joe Cowley talked about, you know, how do you maximize output from your two-star players on the floor at the same time in the fourth quarter? Well, you know, when they started staggering DeMar, you know, they started first, I think, I believe they were staggering Zach uh, early on with the, with the second team. And that really wasn't working very well. Um, I think when they started staggering DeMar more with the second team, that worked out better because I think DeMar for a while, his plus minus was really low with just the first teamers. And then once he was working with that second team, and obviously the second team changed throughout the year, you know, Patrick Williams went to the second unit and and things like that. So there were other circumstances. Um, What ideally I think they would like to see, to answer your question in a broad stroke, I think they would like to see, Zach Levine be the guy that finishes games like DeMar has finished games. They would like to see that torch passed. And first of all, is DeMar willing to pass it? That's number one. Secondly, is Zach man enough to carry it? And is he max enough to carry it? Hmm. So far, so far, no. I mean, we've seen that. Um, He hasn't had, you can sit there and count on on a couple fingers. Zach Levine, great moments as a bull. One of them is against Charlotte, at Charlotte, okay? The other one's probably, what, third quarter last year against Toronto in the play-in game? Yeah, Toronto, the 9-10 game, yeah. I can count five or six times DeMar, who's been here a hell of a lot less than Zach, DeMar moments as a bull already. So, uh, to me, that says a lot that this guy's been here. He's going into year 10. He's been a bull for, what, six, seven years and you could count on a couple of fingers the, the great Zach Levine moment. So um, that has to change. I mean, you paid him to make that change. And so, but DeMar, the other part of it, DeMar has to be willing to pass that torch. I think, I think there were times where he was, but he didn't believe, I don't think he believed in it. And he, you know, he wants to win. He, he believes in himself. And, and so I think that's the biggest thing that has to happen with Zach and DeMar is they have to figure out how to finish a game and that torch has to be passed to the guy that's paid to finish games. Here's how you finish it. You trade DeMar DeRozan, <gasps> and you force Zach Levine to be that guy. Oh, my God. And guess what? What? If in those moments he cannot be DeMar DeRozan, which is what a lot of people in Chicago feel, that Zach isn't that dude, then that's when you can pivot and bring somebody that's better than him. And then let Zach understand, like, hey, bro, look, you had the chances. You saw DeMar scoring at a high rate, being the king of the fourth. And you, you said, well, how can I be the king of the fourth if DeMar is shooting all these shots? And then so you might you can use the excuse that, all right, you're not getting all the shots all the time, so when you do get it, they're unexpected, and now you feel like you can't perform at a high level. You could say that. But if DeMar's not there and Zach's getting the ball, it's done. Here's your sample size. You've had the whole season worth of trying to be the man. 
Vooch defaulted to you. You know, here you are. You didn't do it? Okay, we got to go get, you know, we do have to go draft Bronny James to bring LeBron here. Oh, boy. Like, that's the, like, if people are out here projecting that the Bulls are going to take Bronny James, are you serious? Absolutely not. But the only reason you're going to take him is if you know LeBron's coming with them. Right. And then you say, okay, LeBron, you can be someone that can get the best out of Zach Levine. Like, Zach, LeBron James wishes he was playing with somebody like Zach Levine. Oh, for sure. A gunner? Like, somebody right. that's just shooting freely? Alex and LeBron's Caruso like, on that team, too? Come on. That's what they would want. But the Bulls need to, to move on from DeMar DeRozan in order to make the habit. All right, let's go to the Wemby news. We're going to talk more Bulls in a little bit with Elias Schuster uh, in just a little bit. Um... But let's talk about the Wembenyama thing. You got the clip? Wembenyama security slaps Britney Spears. Back so, uh, what happened last night is uh, I saw the news, obviously, this uh, this morning. I woke up to a couple of phone calls. And uh, uh, so, yeah, there was a, there was some, something did happen a little bit when uh, I was walking with the, with some security of the, the team to, the, to, to some restaurant. We were in a hall. There was a, a lot of people, so people calling me, obviously. And there was one person, one person who was uh, who was calling me, but uh, we talked before with the security. Don't stop because it's gonna make it's gonna make a, a crowd. So I, I couldn't stop. So that person was calling me, sir, sir. And that person grabbed me from behind. So uh, I didn't see I didn't see what happened because I was walking straight. And we told don't stop. But that person grabbed me from behind, not on my shoulder. She grabbed me from behind, and uh, so I, I just know that the security pushed her away. I don't know with how with how much force though, but uh, security pushed her away. And uh, I didn't. I didn't stop to, to look, so I could walk in and uh, enjoy the nice dinner. <laughs> Wasn't it? That was fun, man. Really guys. Just one follow up. That one person who grabbed you from behind. Take the purpose first. So uh, actually, I, I didn't know for a couple hours. But when we when uh, when I came back to the hotel, uh, I had like a, I had forgotten about this event. But the, I mean, I didn't forget about it. But I, knew, I, I thought it was no big deal. And, uh, and the, the security of this person told me it was a breathing spirit. So I was, first I was like, uh, no, you, you're joking. But yeah, it turns, it turns out it was breathing spirit. I know. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know because I didn't see her. I never saw her face. I kept I just kept walking straight and uh, that's it. I mean, you could tell, first of all, one thing you could learn is that Wemby had some good PR people behind him. Because you know they gave him a ton of information. They're like, are you going to be able to repeat this? Are you going to be able to know what to say? And he's just like, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. I've dealt with the media in France before for a year. I am seasoned in this. And that's one thing you can tell. Was it Britney Spears? You know what? I didn't know until a couple of hours later. Yeah, right. Dude, you're in the car and somebody's like, bro, did you see Britney Spears try to get an autograph? Like, that's exactly what, like, not knowing for a couple of hours is then assuming that no one around you knew that that was Britney Spears. Stop it. Is there a lot of people sure? Somebody somewhere said this is Britney and they said no. And then you, Britney went about her business to try to do it anyway. That's what happened. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 the score. What are you thinking? If you're Britney Spears. I'll tell you what you're thinking. First of all, you're off your rocker. Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, okay. I don't want to even go there about Britney Spears. Yeah. But <clears throat> there is a level of entitlement that I do not like there. 
It's when you realize you think you're in Vegas. Or where are they at? Were they in Vegas? They're in Vegas, yeah, yeah. She's a regular there. I think he's there for Summer League. Yeah, not a regular in Vegas, bro. I mean, she has a residency. Well, she's, uh, yeah, she's residency, but she's yeah, yeah. When you she say regular, a show every night. Like, yeah. It's called a residency, That's bro. That's true. You're true. Yeah. She's a regular in Vegas. <laughs> it's like she's okay. just be flying there. But she, she, the assumption is that your star is bigger than the moment. You're Britney. I'm Britney Spears. I should be able to. Victor Wambiyama, this is going to be a great IG post. It's like Victor Wambiyama, people are not realizing who his star power Number one pick in the draft, especially right now. Everyone is hot. Summer League is starting. He missed the little California Summer League that they were playing in. Now he's playing in the Vegas one. You're going to get a cut a little bit. Everybody in Vegas is talking about Victor Wembanyama. You want to know who they're not talking about? Well, a small contingent. Britney Spears. I'm just saying. I mean, I think too. Like he might not know what Britney Spears doesn't look like. Like, and the, but you, it. but you're stop right it. about stop like it. his stop crew. No, They'd be no, like no, that. No, no. But he, I mean, he's literally. He's, he's probably. I mean, when he was born, Britney Spears was already like on the. He wasn't down. born when Britney Spears was popping. Right. 1999. Victor Wembanyama was not born. Yeah. And that's. I think that's when the "Oops, I Did It Again" thing was coming out. Right. Like 2001, I think. Yeah. And Wemby was born yesterday. And then you were born the day before. The day All before. Right. Elias Schuster hangs out with us after this. Uh, Bulls missed out on Wembenyama, but what does he think about Julian Phillips, the uh, newest rookie for the Chicago Bulls? What are his thoughts on Javon Carter and Torrey Craig? Uh, We will break all of that down after this. It is Gabe Ramirez, live and local on a Thursday, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Well, I, I think, you know, after the season, uh, I think I'm, I mentioned that we trying to change our shooting profile, uh, being, you know, last in the league in, in rate from a three and, and three-point makes. So I think we're going to try to address that in offseason. Six seventy to score. It's Gabe Ramirez. That was AK talking about trying to change the shooting profile of the team. That's why they hired a new shooting coach. That's why they brought in some guys that they feel like can knock down the three at a 
higher clip than some of the people they had on their team. Uh, to talk about those newest new additions and what this team will look like in the upcoming season. Joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He's the lead writer for Bleacher Nation. Uh, you can catch him on BN underscore Bulls as well. Elias Schuster hanging out with us right now. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? This is, uh, I always love hopping on, so thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, nights are fun. You know, you get to hang out. You know, we get to give our true feelings about what we think about this Bulls situation. And I, I, I'm not, I'm uncertain. I'm left with a feeling of blaseness because I'm looking at these additions, Elias, and, I, and I'm saying, like, this doesn't, it doesn't make me feel good, but it doesn't make me feel bad either. Right. Yeah, no, I, I would uh I would agree with your assessment. Good analysis. That's where I'm <laughs> that's where I, I think we've seen a bulk of like the fans reactions and, and uh even like the national reaction to what they've done this off season has just kind of been that that blah that meh feeling. And I think I kinda of described it right off the bat as something that's you know, two things can be true. One, it could be both Javon Carter um, even Julian Phillips and, and Tory Craig, like these additions they've added this summer, they, they can be uh, good players. They could be, they can make sense for the team. It could be a good fit. That could be true. But at the same time, it could be true that the off season is still underwhelming. So even though the players might fit the roster, um, you know, everyone was expecting more, uh, a more large scale change, more for this front office to, to come to terms with the fact that long-term what they've built, you know, probably isn't built for sustained success. So maybe take a step back and clearly they're doubling down instead on the core that they built. And while some of the signings at least make some sense, uh, the long-term future might not look as, uh, as optimistic as some want it to be. Yeah. And like when I'm looking at the additions, I'm saying to myself, you know, what does the rotation look like? I think Billy Donovan figured it out at the end of the season, you know, where to best maximize his talent, you know, when putting certain pieces together, when you see a Javon Carter, because when you look at when you look at the, the the lineup, I mean it's Javon Carter, it's Caruso, and then it's the air quote big three for the Chicago Bulls. Um, do you see Javon Carter stepping into that that starting role? Because I have hope that you know if you look at some of the games from Kobe White in March, you know they were you know mm-hmm. mid teens with points and you know upper single digits in assists. And that's mm-hmm. the growth that the Bulls have always wanted from Kobe White to learn that point guard position. Do you think that's Javon? Do you think that's that's Kobe's to, to lose or Javon's to lose at this at this point? I mean, I would say that it is Kobe's to lose. Um, you know, the, the, that's a couple months out from training camp, so you know we're going to have to to wait and see kind of what the coaching staff is thinking. I think Carter is a great a, a great value signing. The contract they got him on is great, especially compared to what a lot of other people um, got in this free agent class. But, you know, I think they might bring him in as, as, a, as, a, as a role guy, as a tool guy, a, a fun option off the bench, and, and somebody who maybe can spot start here and there. It might be a platoon system with that point guard, um, with that point guard spot. But I, I agree with you with Kobe. I mean, last year was definitely the best year of his career, which feels weird to say if anyone goes and pulls right. up his basketball his stats, reference. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone looks at basketball reference and they're going to be like, oh, Kobe, you know, he's – He's taking a step back, and uh, he's a bust now, and maybe they look at his contract or whatever. But honestly, that was – if you were watching night after night, that was by far the best season of his career. He, he greatly improved on both ends of the floor. His defense um, really picked up a step, and, and 
Yeah, and I think, like you said, too, he definitely his decision-making improved. His ball handling took a major step in the right direction. So I'm not going to be shocked, um, you know, because they, they also made it very apparent that they wanted to bring him back. So I'm not going to be shocked if he does get the opportunity to, to be the starting point guard. And I think, um, you know, the, in general, with the pieces they added this offseason, there's a lot of versatility with what they can do with this lineup in general. I think, you know, it's not a given right now to me that we see – uh, Patrick Williams start even, you know, potentially it is Tory Craig there. Who knows? I think that uh, it could be a situation where the only, the only thing we really know is that those, the big three, like you said, are going to start. And I think all the pieces around them uh, that could be up for debate and that could be up for a training camp battle. So uh, at least that part of it, again, in the short term, it's going to be a little interesting to see what happens. And uh, the long-term outlook might be a bit questionable, but there are some storylines to follow as we enter the season that will at least be somewhat entertaining yeah we're talking to elias schuster from bleacher nation here on 670 the score i'm gabe ramirez do you feel like there's i mean obviously the bulls were kind of the hands were kind of tied and limited and what they could have done but do you feel like there's anybody that they missed out on maybe that you would have preferred that they end up in a bulls jersey as opposed to going somewhere else somebody texted me this morning you know because when you i I love the bulls so people text me all the time (laughs) and so people i was i got a couple oh i'm bummed about bull or Bull Bull, you know, or no, excuse me, Mo oh, Bamba, Mo, Mo Bamba. Somebody said, oh, oh, Bamba, oh okay. I wanted the Bulls to get Mo Bamba. And I'm like, dude, you can't get everybody. But is there anybody like that for you out there? Um, well, I'm going to start texting you when I'm, when I'm bummed about yeah, the Bulls. Let's yeah, get ready dude. for a text basically <laughs> every day. The good thing um, is that and... I'll be texting you back because I always, I always <laughs> entertain those conversations. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, yeah, sure, there, there's, there's some pieces out there. I wouldn't say this was a particularly stellar free agent class, but – um, you know, for me, I, I did like the idea of Dante DiVincenzo on this team. Um, you know, the Javon Carter is a perfectly good signing as well. I think it's a, they fill similar roles. It's just Dante is a little bit bigger. Um, and even though Javon's a perfectly adequate defender and, and it's going to definitely improve their perimeter defense, uh, Dante's just a little bit bigger. And, and also, he's kind of been a more consistent three-point shooter, um, at least at a higher volume. Carter, theoretically, should be a good three-point shooter, but... Dante's just kind of proven it a little bit more. So I, I liked him a lot. And, you know, some of the restricted free agents out there, like I still like a guy like PJ Washington from Charlotte a lot. I think he would fit great on the Bulls team. He's technically still unsigned. So I guess if the Bulls happen to come in to some extra cash, because I, I don't know if I O leaves and they want to throw a, an offer at the, a guy like PJ Washington, but yeah, it's tough. I think when it comes to the bigger, you know, difference making additions for the team that would have, really changed things or shaken things up. It would have had to come via trade just with the the way that the, the contracts were and everything. That's what everyone was really waiting to see this offseason. It was like, will they move one of this big, these big three to just shake things up and get a little bit of a different look? And so they kind of, they kind of limited themselves in what they were going to be able to do by, by clearly choosing not to do that. Yeah. It was, it was kind of, listen, I, I'm, I am part of the group that's like, Hey, you know, AK did what he could with you know in that space and he tried to make the bulls as as best as he could in a, in the shortest amount of time possible and right. and then you know things didn't necessarily pan out and and now I'm okay with allowing him to 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 operate in that space uh for the second time and he just you just hope that you know you want to you want a GM that's going to be there for a decade right so they can you know go through the ebbs and flows of seasons and finding out what works best and roster construction and you just really hope that, that that he's in that space right now with with these people because you know you brought up like PJ Washington. I would love a guy like PJ Washington on the Bulls. 
I looked at his stats, and it's funny, Elias, where you look at a guy, and, and like you said, people run his stats all the time. Like, you can go look at his, like, yearly stats and what he averaged, or you can just mm-hmm. go watch a couple Bulls games that he played in where he just lit the Bulls up from the three-point line. Right. And then <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you have that bias where you say to yourself, yeah, I think P.J. Washington's good. I think we can, we can use a guy like that. And then he seems like right. he's 7-1 shooting three-pointers, like, as if he's Kevin Durant. But he's he's only, like, 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, and and so that, that one's shocking as well. But, again, you, you try to see what this team can be. You're trying to lift the ceiling a little bit more, you know, while moving the floor. And I think that's the part that they're struggling with right now. I'm a big fan of, of moving on from DeMar DeRozan to allow something like that to happen. What What's your take well, on, on DeMar? And, and he kind of reminds me of, and I'm not even a Cubs fan, but he reminds me of, <laughs> of Marcus Stroman, where the Bulls gave him money. Bulls gave DeMar money, but they didn't think he was going to be this good, right, for these right. couple of years. And I think that's where the Cubs are at with Stroman, where they gave him this money, but they didn't think he was going to be this good. And now that he is this good, the fan base is like, hey, well, what are you going to do with Stroman? And then that's where right. Bulls are at, where it's like, DeMar did well, but no one expected him to be this good. So that's why I, I, I find it hard to believe that, or I find it hard to understand why some people are, have difficulty moving on from him. Yeah, it, it's, it, yeah. I mean, that, you, that's definitely a good comparison with the Stroman one, it's, it, especially with how the fans, I think, perceive it. It's like, all right, you got this guy. It, it ended up being a, like, kind of a steal for them when you consider the, product, the yes. production, like what they're paying him, the production that he's been able to provide them, the fact that everybody, nobody around the league wanted to take a chance on him, even though he's a, coming into before the Bulls, he was a multi-time all-star and, and uh, one of the, you know, all-time, one of the um, all-time leading scorers who are currently playing. So he's, uh, you know, he, he definitely was a great addition for them, and now you're sitting there looking at it like, well, he's up for a contract extension this offseason and his contract's over next year. So that's why we go back to that long-term outlook thing. It's like, are you going to pay a guy who's about to turn 34 um, his next big contract, which with all, you know, all due respect to DeMar, like he deserves that after what the type of play that he has provided the Bulls. But the situation that they're in, does it make sense for them to pay him? And I would agree with you. I don't think it does just because we've kind of seen a ceiling for this team so far. And you know, I don't think the idea of necessarily building around DeMar, like trading, people say trade Zach, you know, DeMar's played great, try to try to piece something around uh, around him. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, Zach Levine is 28 years old, just entered his prime. DeMar DeRozan's about to turn, you know, heading on 34 years old. And that just makes a big difference in, in the NBA world. And you can't really choose somebody like that to, to build a, a long-term future around. So, especially when you're thinking about getting value back for someone who's been playing really well. He's somebody who this summer you probably could have thrown on the trade market and, and, and looked at, and they still have a chance at this upcoming deadline to see maybe what they can get for him. But, yeah, they're going to be faced with a decision where it's either he walks for nothing because he knows that he can't compete for a championship in Chicago or, you know, you have to kind of bite the bullet and, and, and trade him before and then so you can get something in return for how well he's played. But handing the extension just – doesn't really seem like an option right now unless they are dead set on hanging out in the middle, which has been a problem for the Bulls a long time. They've wanted to, you know, just kind of be that consistent eight seed and keep fans invested. And if that's their plan, then then I could see them giving DeMar, the, you know, a multi-year extension. Yeah, and that's the that's where they're at. I mean, they saw they did it with Vooch. They they found value and thought that he can contribute to the team. And, you know, and I really, I'm a big Vooch fan, but – you're right. I mean, they, I can see a DeMar. I mean, listen, when DeMar's on the West Coast with Dalen Terry and Pat Will, like it's kind of hard to envision a scenario where the Bulls are just moving on from him. 
You're like, oh, you mean the guy that took the young oh, bucks? Oh, for sure, yeah. And, and, like, is training them and making sure they're better. And the guy that's, you know, Mr. Durable, making sure that he's in the best shape. It's like, it's hard to envision that scenario. But, I mean, you know, here we are. Here we are nonetheless. So, so, so <laughs> well, what, I think, too, that's a big reason. Well, what I, we'll just add real quick. But yeah. I think that's a big reason that, like, if he does end up sticking around past this year, I mean, hopefully it's not some sort of mega deal that, that handcuffs them too, too deep in, into the future. But what you just described is still an extremely valuable component. If, if he is committed to staying in Chicago, even if the Bulls take a step back or whatever it may be, like he's a guy that's extremely, one, well-respected around the league, but two, has blossomed into a pretty incredible veteran leader. And you can't really underestimate when you're trying to develop young guys what it means to have that kind of presence in the locker room and what it means to have somebody who does say, hey, young guys, come out, and I'm going to – you know, put you through a nightmare workout in, in LA for a couple of weeks. Like that, that's a, that's a big deal to have somebody who wants to take players under their wing like that. So that's why with Demar, it's like, it's hard to be mad that he's, that if he sticks around or anything like that, cause he's such a good dude and he definitely brings something positive to, to building that culture, which is something the Bulls need to do. They, they definitely needed a culture shift behind the scenes. What, what kind of leap is still left for a guy like Zach Levine? Elias, when you're looking at him and his game, he's 28 years old. He's already done so much in the NBA. Um, but but some would say that there there's a plateau coming for, for a guy like Zach Levine. I think that could be further from the truth. I still think, you know, for the next four years, he can play at this high level and then some. But in your mind, Zach Levine, next four years, is it more of the same? Or is there is there growth that we will see? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that with somebody like Zach, there's definitely areas he can grow. I think, you know, it, it's it's not the best answer, but the question is just, will he? Like, will he, I guess, I, I believe that he puts in the work. I think the, the biggest question sometimes is, you know, uh, is he maybe putting in the work in the right areas? And I think with, um, you know, the obvious thing that everybody says is is on the defensive end, he, he actually had a better than um, – you know, better than what people think kind of year on defense last year, I would say he, he can definitely make the plays. everyone looks back at team, his team USA run when he was kind of a ball, like a real defensive stopper for that team. He's definitely capable of improving his defensive play. And as, with his sheer athleticism, his quickness, he can stay in front of guys. And, and I think that's an area where we may still see gradual improvement. I don't know if he, he's never going to become this, you know, all NBA caliber defender ever, no. but is it possible for him? To, <laughs> I know, but is it possible for him to just become average on a, on a nightly basis above average? I think so. And I would also say, you know, it, it sounds weird to say he can improve offensively just because he's incredibly efficient. And honestly, he's a bit underrated when it comes to his ability to, to score. I mean, a lot of people who may not watch the bulls, uh, you know, every single week don't fully understand how, gifted he is and how natural scoring the ball comes to him but I think when it comes to his future what he needs to look at is how can I score by using less of my athleticism more of my IQ more of um, you know more of my footwork and that's why learning actually next to someone like DeRozan might help him a little bit because DeRozan's a more methodical scorer but as Levine ages he's going to need to learn okay how can I you know move in the post a little bit? How can I hit more of these turnaround jumpers, like use less of my burst just straight to the basket and more of my footwork? And so there's little areas like that he can improve. Also, off-ball movement is just a big thing for him because he is so athletic. I think more consistent cuts to the rim, 
you know, more consistent slashing. Uh, the big problem for the Bulls is finding a point guard, though, and some a facilitator that can hit Zach when he's doing that stuff, when he is uh, moving off the ball. But there's gradual improvement. We've seen him every year improve, and, and even last year, I think, you know, we saw it in certain ways. He does make progress, but is he ever going to be a number one on, you know, a, a true contending type team? I don't think so. Could he be a number two? I think it's possible. You know, could he be a Jamal Murray if he's with the right superstar? Why not? He's just as efficient of a score. But that's the big question is who are the Bulls going to continue to add around him? Some people act like you need to get him off the team, uh, you know, because he can't be on a winning team. I think that's ridiculous because everybody would love to have a score who's as efficient, who is as efficient as him. Uh, the question is just can the Bulls do it in time? Can they, can they build that type of team around the money that he's making? Yeah, and that's going to be uh, a, a difficult decision for them that they're going to have to make. And, you know, I just – I got to be honest. I mean, for me, I just want a fun season. And I think that <laughs> – Yeah. You know, so if there's growth from Zach, then I'm okay with that. I, I feel like, okay, we're watching a guy blossom into superstardom, right, because that's what that next step would be. I mean, you know, obviously you want more on the defensive end, but, you know, the ability to carry a team, make less turnovers, put your team – stop putting your team in such a bad situation there – fourth quarter you know get some of those clutch baskets like the crunch time stuff is huge like he needs to really take a next step with his decision making which to his credit i think he did at the towards the end of last year especially in that raptors game i mean he's the only reason they won that first playing game that was arguably the best game of his career so hopefully that's at least him leaving on a somewhat good note or heading into a good note with this season but yeah, I mean, the, the, the late game decision making is a huge thing for him, and, and limiting those turnovers, and that's that's holding him back for sure. Yeah, uh, Elias, I appreciate you hanging out with me. I love talking NBA, specifically the Bulls, with you, man. So uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. For sure, I'll try not to send you too many depressing texts. No, 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 I'll be ready for him. Uh, I'm already no, depressed. Okay, right. I'm already depressed. <laughs> so I'm a Sox fan, a Bears fan, a Bulls fan. It's the life I lead, and I'm okay with it. I welcome it with open my, arms. My goal next time, I'll be more. Uh, we'll come on. We'll be more optimistic. Optimistic. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good luck with that. It's gonna be the same thing. We're gonna be talking about the Bulls having like a two and six start to the season. It's gonna be painful. Uh, uh, but hopefully, uh, hopefully uh. not. All right, Elias. Have a good one. All right. All right, thanks, man. Make sure you guys uh, follow him on Twitter. It's Schuster underscore Elias, lead writer at Bleacher Nation, big Bulls fan, uh, and we both have therapists that we see after these games because that's the kind of lifestyle you got to lead. It was tough talking about – it's tough talking about the Bulls because you hate teams that, that the season's already laid out for you. There's no mystery, right? There's no mystery. It's the worst kind of season for a sports fan is one that is predetermined. Yeah, I feel like you've been dealing with that a lot between the Sox and the Bulls. That's no shade to the Sox either. No, no, no. Because I know what you're doing because there was uncertainty for last year with the White Sox. Yeah. And this year, people still thought the Sox had a chance to win the division. So there's uncertainty, my friend. Yeah. All right, don't don't do that. I saw what you did there. (laughs) <laughs> You're taking it as that, but it so, wasn't that. Hey, 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 hey. I saw what you did there. Oh my God. All right. Uh, on the last break, we are actually going to just lighten it up, man, and do some Twitter time. All right. Uh, what's going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in sports that you have yet to hear? Well, you will find out during Twitter time that's coming up right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 to score. Well, what do you know? I got an admirer. 
You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only want to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I give a rat's ass about Twitter. To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Chirp, uh, chirp. 670 to score. You're listening to Gabe Ramirez. About to end your night right here, Papa. Tomorrow, not on your radios. Sad. Cubs game. Getting in the way of everything. Actually, am I working this weekend? I don't think I'm working this whole weekend. Oh, damn. You can catch me at the Chicago Fire game Saturday, though. Fireworks going to be on display. Ooh, nice. It is Heroes Night at the Chicago Fire game. So all the, like, CPD, Chicago Fire Department, or any fire department or police department for whatever respective suburbs, you guys are all being honored this Saturday. Is it bad that my initial thought was like, oh, is Spider-Man going to be there? No, because you're 21. So it re- that, that, that sounds about right. I'm almost 31. The fact that you... The fact that every time I make a comment about your age, you try to brag as if, like, you bragging about being 31 shows that you have a young-minded 31-year-old nature to you. Uh, I'm 31? Yeah, jerk. <laughs> oh, my bad, bro. I'm like one of the oldest part-timers here, jerk. Chirp, uh, chirp. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's, Let's move, move on. on. It's Gabe, Before I make fun of myself. Too. Gabe, it's 670 to score. Twitter time here. Uh... All right, first up, Britney Spears, this is from Daily Loud, and this, this is the what we talked about earlier. Britney Spears is allegedly slapped in Vegas by Victor Wembanyama security who backhanded her in the face after she tapped the NBA player on the back for a photo. She reportedly filed a police report for battery, and an investigation is pending. Britney Spears likes Instagram and social media, so it's only a matter of time before she comes out and makes a post. So it'll be cool to see what happens there, but I'm looking forward to the Wemby Britney picture because that's how it'll happen. At that level... Like, they're not going to sue anybody. Wemby says he's sorry. He sends her a basketball. He shows up. You know, she got two sons. You know, maybe shoots a couple hoops with them. And then Kevin Federline tries to, like, be a dancer for the San Antonio Spurs. Something like that. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Damn. Shout out to you if you got that joke. All right, next up. This from Ali Ashraf, at Loyal New York Jets fan on Twitter. Says the Jets are gaining momentum as potential suitors for free agent running back Dalvin Cook says pro football talk long process but would you want him in the new york Jets' training camp is in week two weeks this is what happens you get aaron Rodgers, and there is trickle down effects and it comes in the form of getting dalvin cook to play alongside Brees hall and hard knocks bruh oh they ended up getting hard knocks I, they're the favorites i don't think it's been officially announced because i know they don't want it they don't want i don't, don't want, want it, it. Yeah, because it's bad luck it's like a madden cover it's just bad luck. Nine, the lines were almost good last year. Did they make the playoffs? No, but uh, who was who the running back? They he thought he that they did. Who was their dude? <laughs> what was his name? Which one? The one that the one that it likes Naruto and stuff. He left. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I watched the first three episodes and I said your coaching staff sucks, and I stopped watching. All right, next up, Twitter time. Sure, sure. This from Pop Crave it said Grimace announces their departure. From McDonald's in a new post. I didn't know Grimace had they their pronouns. I, I didn't know he was. But yeah, I guess that makes sense then. But I'm sure back in the day in the 50s, he wasn't a they there. I'm sure it was assumed he they was know. a man, right? Or a boy. I don't know how old Grimace is. Let me tell you something. Grimace is not a girl's name. 
All right, let's that's be very fair. clear. That's there. fair. Be very clear. Be very mean if it was. Okay, mean, so mean. he changed his pro. He he changed his pronouns to they them. All right, whatever. Um, it says you made me feel so special. Thank you. Say goodbye, grimace now. So the milkshakes were there. The grimace milkshakes. You missed out. You didn't get it. You snoozed, Sean Sears. I'm really upset about it. You're not a fast food guy, right? Not really. You're pretty skinny, so. I mean, I, I've had my fair share of McDonald's. What's your what's your what's your go to fast food spot? Or your favorite, not go-to. Your, your... It's probably, I mean, like, go-to probably McDonald's just because they're everywhere. Yeah. But new Chick-fil-A just opened up by me. Okay. Chick-fil-A Chick -fil sometimes makes me feel like oh, I need more. Like, if I get the chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A meal, like, I eat the sandwich, I eat the, the sandwich small, and then I eat the fr fries, I try to get filled up on the waffle fries, and now I'm still hungry. See, I feel, but if I get two chicken sandwiches, it's too much. Okay. Maybe some nuggies. Mmm. That's why I like the Daily Double Bundle from McDonald's. That's not bad. That's my jam right now. Daily yeah. Double Bundle? Like three bucks and get it. a drink and a burger three, or something like that. Three twenty nine yeah. with the fries and the, and the burger. That's not bad. And then you get, you should get the milkshake. But It's like the Wendy's four for four meal. One. That was that was a go-to. Or the day. biggie bag for the five bucks. I, I eat way too much fast food. All right, next up. Let's go. Uh, this from uh, NFL Dove Climate. It says, Skip Bayless is taking a two-month hiatus because he's struggling to replace Shannon Sharp. Shannon's exit moved way faster than they expected, so they had no choice but to go on hiatus. Skip has never done anything like this during all his years on air. I'm so upset. I know. Who are you going to put? You need another, like, character like Stephen A., like Shannon Sharp. You can't just be running through co-hosts like that. I heard Keyshawn Johnson was the guy they thought might take his spot. Mm. Max Kellerman. Mm. Didn't they both get let go from ESPN? Who? I think Keyshawn Johnson Oh, did. Keyshawn Johnson did mm. too, yeah. Keyshawn's not. No, you know what they need? I got it. I got the perfect person. Paul Pierce. Oh. Right? The truth, yeah. Paul Pierce with Skip Bayless. Now that show's going to go hard. All right. Next week. Next up. Chirp, uh, chirp. Uh, let's see. How many do I got here? I got. I, I don't have too much time, so I'm going to work a little bit back, backwards. Uh, let's go to Drake performed with a hologram of his younger version of himself and handed it, and it handed him a book. Drake's performing at the United Center right now. Everybody in there, I live by the United Center, and I remember yesterday I was like, why is all this, what the hell is all this traffic for? Like some old-ass man. And then I'm like, oh, it's Drake. Oh, my God. He did like eight shows in New York and L.A. and only does two in Chicago. Mm. Mm. Makes mm. me feel a certain type of way. But Drizzy, if you've seen him around these streets, shout out to you, because that's a big one right there. Drake also said um, he called This Is America by Kendrick Lamar overrated and overawarded. At the first show of his tour, after Childish Gambino said that that song "This Is America" was initially a Drake diss. It was. You're a Childish Gambino fan. Yeah, I love Donald Glover. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Got sure, two sure. more. Two more for you. Uh, Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian were super flirty with each other at the July Fourth uh, All White Party. Sources alleged that the duo was seen during the day on the beach together and again dancing at night. Dave Porno came out and said that uh, if Tom Brady dates Kim Kardashian, they'll set men back by years. Bro, chill. He's single. She's single. They're doing their thing. Like, relax. Anyway, all right, last one. Uh, uh, this is from Daniel Greenberg, one of our favorites. Justin Fields, Eddie Jackson, and Chase Claypool were among several Chicago Bears players that attended the Drake concert last night at the United Center, and they were all in the same suite. I wonder if they were playing catch, and Eddie Jackson was defending Chase Claypool. <laughs> I think that'd be great. All right, play my music. Got to thank my guests for today. Matt Spiegel, special shout-out to him and Bruce Levine for jumping on last minute. 
Got to thank Elias Schuster from Bleacher Nation for hanging out with me as well. Got to thank the shadiest of them all, Sean Sears. Great job today, my friend. Thanks for putting up with me today. Oh, I put up with you every day, my friend. Next time you will hear me on your radio, Monday, I have no idea who my co-host will be. But if I'm going three hours long, I hope it's somebody. And not the shadiest of them all. I'll call in. Oh, I'm sure you will. All right. Mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time. I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Chirp, chirp. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.